things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give theology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology, all things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give theology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome. This is K-Dub. I am the host of All Things Theology. And today, I am going to be reviewing two articles. Two articles if I have enough time. Uh, that's the goal. Uh, but thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, right now, if you're watching, hey, make sure you like, uh, share it out, subscribe, all those beautiful things. Um, like I said, your support um, and even you just listening is, is welcomed. And I appreciate it. Man, there has been some trouble brewing in the SBC. <laughs> SBC always has a lot of stuff uh, brewing, and there's a lot of stuff always going on in, in that. But yes, the SBC is racist. Did you guys know that? <laughs> and some of you out there, yeah, I already knew that. <laughs> but no, that's the that's the charge really um, that you know was claimed in these articles that the SBC is racist, and um, we out. You know, let me guys tell you, you know, uh, it's uh, Dr. Charlie Dates and Dr. Ralph West, uh, two SB, former SBC pastors, um, which they left recently because the SBC, drumroll please, rejected critical race theory. And so that's proof that they are racist. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, yeah, let's uh, look at these articles, and I will be sharing these articles in the um, uh, in the description. So make sure you know if hey you want to follow along while you listen, or you want to take some time to look at it for yourself, please do. Um, but uh, if you're watching visually on YouTube, you will be seeing this. Um, so yeah, there's that. Yeah, let's share my screen here, and we're gonna take a look at why these pastors left the SBC. So, hold on a second. All right, so, We Out, that's the title of this article. You know, this is an article that Charlie Dates wrote. Um, we Out, Charlie Dates on why he's leaving the church. SBC over rejection of critical race theory. So, wow, right? This is his church right here. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he and uh, Dr. Ralph West leaves the SBC over the rejection of, over the SBC's uh, pretty, uh, you know, unanimous, you know, or there were six seminaries that say, hey, we reject it. And so they say, hey, you know what? That's the final straw. And I don't want to ruin too much, but so let's get into the article. We'll read word for words, and I'm going to uh, provide commentary throughout it. So this is uh, Charlie Date's article right here. This is written December 18th, 2020 by Charlie Dates right here, as you can see. He says, in 2018, something happened at the MLK conference in Memphis, an event co-hosted by the Southern Baptist Convention's policy arm and the Gospel Coalition. By the way, <laughs> I don't think a lot of good came out of the MLK conference. This is the conference where, uh, you know, um, who was it? Eric Mason talked about, you know, there are some pe black people who are black on the outside, but angloid in the inside. You know, the, the conference where Matt Chandler said he would rather a black six 
rather than a white seven as far as qualifications of a, of a pastor. So he would rather a less qualified black person than a more qualified white person. So that was some of the highlights of that conference. There was more, but that was some of the highlights. Uh, many people have done uh, reviews of that. So check them out. I'm sure they're out there. You can just search that. But moving on with this article, he says, it was the first time to my knowledge that white evangelicals had celebrated in concert the life memory and work of Reverend Dr. Nell Kagan Jr. Let me stop again to say that many people have celebrated what he's done as far as his, his uh, social efforts, although, you know, they rightly so reject his theological uh, works, but yeah, as a, his social works, social efforts, I, I know many people to do that. So I don't, I don't, he, and Dr. Dates is a lot older than me. So I, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, I mean, yes, there's never been an MLK conference in the church. I don't, not from my memory. So if that's what you mean, then I guess, but many people have said, yeah, they appreciate the works he's done. I, I've heard many people say that. Continue on with the article. On the eve of the 50th anniversary of assassination, it was as if, as if they, that is white people, <laughs> had come to reckon with the ghost of their past and the theological underpinnings that ignored his ministry. So apparently, um, yeah, white people are supposed to pay close, special close attention to MLK. But continue on. He says, I left that conference feeling hopeful. <laughs> you, you, you whites eventually going to get it, you know. He, he left feeling hopeful. The young people I met that week shocked me with the warmth and enthusiasm with which they embraced the subject matter. I returned to our progressive Baptist church in Chicago with a bit of sophomoric optimism. I love that phrase, actually. <laughs> we were already working with the SBC on a training program at our church, and almost all of the Illinois Baptist state and SBC national leaders I had met seemed aware that their forefathers fell woefully short of any standard of biblical justice. <laughs> Well, Dr. Dates, that's true of everybody, right? Who's, who, who can say that their forefathers have got it right, perfectly right on biblical justice or, you know, any subject matter for, for, for you know, yeah, when it comes to displaying the gospel and, and, and always acting in accordance with what the Bible says, who can say, but, but you're going to see this a lot in this article. This this shift to white people, this demeaning of white people, holding them responsible for for um, the the sins of their forefathers, and and even that, not all white people had slaves, so there are people's forefathers who weren't actively um, participating in this. But you know they're still going to be held um, responsible because of the idea of critical race theory, and we're going to get more into that in a bit. But critical race theory, yes, you can you. Your, 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 your grandfather could not have participated in these acts, but due to being um, represented in the oppressor class, you still are guilty. Therefore, you need to repent. Let me slow my roll. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> Continuing with the article. From 2016 to 2019, too, I preached on the campuses of four of the SBC seminaries and have been invited to another. The backstage conversations at these gatherings promised a new era of advancement on race and theology. Yeah, we sure did see a lot of advancement during that time period. Uh, I don't think it was good advancement, but nevertheless, we continue on. So we decided to cooperate and join our church to the SBC in what is known as dual affiliation. 
and I don't know what where else he's uh, affiliated with. Uh, I know uh, Dr. Charlie Dates because I've I've done some reviews of uh, the Jude three conferences. Many people have uh, watched some of my material on that, and so I don't know too much about him uh, outside of like a lot of the racial issues he delves into. But but yeah, so I don't I don't know where what other um, denomination he's affiliated with. I just say that to say that. The res- Continuing on with the article. The resistance, especially from some of our elderly membership, was swift and sincere. He goes to say, that was the old Southern Baptist. So here he is trying to defend Southern Baptists. Like, they're not racist, right? And he says, I promised them and others in our church. The specter of racial animus and theological arrogance was giving way to a new era of Christian leadership, I suggested. Sure, there were more battles to be won before legitimate change would warm the hearts of African-American churches like ours. But that's why our movement felt almost prophetic. So (laughs) it's like, man, you could. I would be interested to see, like, what else could you do to win the hearts? Like, what should win your hearts to your fellow brothers and sisters? Like, man, it's man, this is why. Many people are rightly clarified, man, there, there's no unity in this movement. There's no, um, you know, forgiveness in this movement. So, yeah, I was almost saying, like, before we really, you know, before y'all really win us over, this is what all you got to do. They pull out the scroll list, right? Just list of things they have to do before we can truly be cool with you guys. White guys, that is. Continue on. At the emergence of the pandemic, the SBC donated to our emergency effort to provide online food delivery services for Chicagoans, people of Chicago, with SNAP benefits. Here it was, I thought, further proof that the SBC was fading because they gave you food? Uh, Okay, I guess. (laughs) All right. Um, That's just an interesting statement. But as 2020 went on, I grew increasingly uneasy. When Albert Moeller, the president of the sorry, 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 when Albert Moeller, the president of the Southern Baptist Seminary, said the po- only political moral option for Christians was the Republican Party, I asked others, SBC leaders, good Christian men, to challenge him. They would not. I was shocked, but not surprised, when Moeller endorsed President Trump and watched the two men. On Reformation Day, celebrate celebrate each other on Twitter. So, <laughs> Alba Moeller, uh, you know, and fellow men in the SBC are saying, hey, look, we cannot consciously, uh, you know, by our conscience, vote for Biden. And therefore, we believe that, you know, um, it is better um, more in line with Christian values to go vote for Donald Trump, who's in the Republican Party. I mean, I don't, I don't know how anyone could disagree with that if they just step back and look at what all the uh, policies that are coming from the Democratic Party. Like, if if you would just step back for a second, get, get off the emotional high horse for a second, and examine these things. If you want to talk about racists, boy, I mean, hey, look, um, 
I know a lot of people get mad when, when abortion's brought up, but I mean, man, abortion is killing more. Uh, it's killing more black people than anything. You wonder why black people are, are estimated around 12% of the population. You know, I mean, let's talk about gender confusion. Let's talk about the common need for, um, you know, uh, you know, things like in the black community, which what sounds good, like affirmative action and welfare. They're actually bad for the for the black community. And I'll have to go in depth on that. Uh, but. But, yeah, so, yeah, so just stepping back. The Democratic Party, one, is not good for black people and it's not good for Christians. Right. So. Moving on with this article. And then last week, a final straw. What's this final straw? On December 1st, all six of the SBC seminary presidents, without one black president or counter opinion among them. And, and there, there it is. That's his real problem. That's the real issue. They didn't have one person of color, black person, that they consoled with. That they came to get their opinion on the matter. That's his real issue. And that's going to come out at the end of this article. But let me continue. So they didn't have one black person. Um, or counter opinion among them. So these six SBC presidents told the world. That a high view of scripture. Necessarily required a cor- and corresponding. A- and total rejection of critical race theory and intersectionality. And, and guess what? They were right. They were right. Intersectionality, critical race theory, is not compatible with scripture, with the Christian worldview. And we're going to get more into that, uh, Lord willing, with Ralph West's um, statements. But we're going to continue on with, with this. But they were right. He then states, when did the theological architects of American slavery develop the moral character to tell the church how it should, should discuss and discern racism? he's like you guys invented American slavery and here you are trying to tell people what's biblical wow the arrogance right I mean (laughs) when did those who have yet to hire multiple black or brown faculty at their seminaries assume ethical authority on the subject of systemic injustice so so like like I said you see here's a real issue is that these are white guys they didn't consult me or people of color since we are the experts on biblical justice. Right, you see the arrogance? Continue on. How did they, who in 2020 still don't have a black denominational entity head, reject once and for all, listen to this, a theory that helps to frame the real race problems we have. So he's saying, Critical race theory actually helps frames the real race problems we face. <laughs> I'm about to put this clip in uh, from Woke Preacher Clips where he kind of says the same thing or similar thing that critical race theory is helpful. Wow. Continuing on. I had to tell my church I was wrong. There's no such thing as old Southern Baptists. Conservatism is and has always been the god of the SBC, right? So so you're trying to demonize conservatism as if it's a bad thing, you know? And so 
if you think we're going to continue on to them a belief in a high view of scripture must mean an adaptation of republican politics and with it the dismissal of critical race theory and intersectionality because of a fear of quote unquote liberalism um so yeah it, it does mean the dismissal of critical race theory and intersectionality because it is liberal it it is and, and more so than just liberal, it is unbiblical. And Republican policies, I mean, I don't know how anyone can say that they're not more in line, that they're, you know, it, like if you just had to pick one, if gun to your head, right, you had to pick one. Not that we believe in everything that the Republican Party promotes or says, but there are, there is a party that lines more in line. With Republican, with sorry, conservative Christian values, you know, I, I I mean I don't think that's hard, and and I don't consider myself Republican. I don't consider myself a MAGA hat wearing <laughs> Trump supporter. This is coming from someone who did not vote for him in the last election, but I mean just. Man, like, who would I rather have? I mean, come on. That said, our church just has just a high, as high a value, if not higher, of scripture as any SBC church. But theirs is an inconsistent epistemology. They are selectively conservative. Now, <laughs> he's going to make a bold face lie right here in a second. But you want to talk about inconsistent epistemology? This is coming from the guy who just stated above that critical race theory is actually helpful in race relations. Critical race theory denies the unity and peace that the gospel brought to different ethnicities. It creates division. And here we are talking about it's helpful. Come on. That's an inconsistent epistemology. Let's, let's keep going, man. We, we got more to talk about. But what is, quote unquote, liberal in the history of American Christianity? What is liberalism to the conservative Southern Baptist? So he's going to tell you what he thinks Southern Baptists think liberalism is. Right? You guys ready? He says, I'll tell you. Abolition? That's a lie. The women's suffrage movement? That's a lie. The civil rights movement, that's a lie. A black U.S. president who was initially against partial birth abortion, well, that's part of a lie, yeah, <laughs> you know, the abortion part, but not the black president part. Not simply for just being black. Moving on, non-white male faculty at their seminaries, that's a lie. And now a theory that uncovers our nation's de jure and de facto segregation. <laughs> that's the only way you might have got right. <laughs> um, you, you, I mean, the, the last part of the, uh, you know, presupposition part, no, but yes, yeah, you know, that is liberal, the, the critical race theory. But look at these, look, look at this. who today is saying, um, you know, that, you know, abolition movement fought against, you know, slavery and, and, and things like that, rights for, for black people. Who's saying, hey, we want that again? Nobody. Let's look at the women's suffrage movement. 
Who's saying women shouldn't have rights and shouldn't be able to vote and things like that? Nobody. I mean, point them out if, the, if, you, if you know them, point them out. Call them out by name. Civil rights movement. Who's saying we should go back to segregation? Well, <laughs> not the white SBC people. There, there's a lot of black people saying we should be segregated again. Right? The mass exodus of the church. Uh, you know, the black exodus is what I'm hearing it's called. So, guys, th this is just a bold-faced lie. A bold-faced lie. He says, I've learned that is an unwritten rule in the SBC. Don't criticize any an entity head. It's the same approach that created President Donald Trump that makes sure that no Republican leader will challenge him publicly. That philosophy has weakened whatever prophetic potential the SBC has. Now, there is some truth in that statement. In the SBC, uh, there's a kind of 11th commandment, you know, uh, don't criticize anyone in the SBC. So there's some truth in that. But it's not in the way I think he sees it, but because... Man, a lot of people, I think, who voted for for Trump did so out of more like, well, I would rather him than the opposition. It was more out of like, oh, man, I don't, I don't really care too much for Trump, but I really don't care much for Hillary or I really don't care much for Biden. I, 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 that's much more what I've seen than rather, man, I think. Trump is the best thing since that, you know, Abraham Lincoln, you know, whatever. <laughs> Continuing on, Moeller, to take one example, endorsed a philandering racist president, thereby betraying his black and brown Christian family. I mean, I think we got to stop saying this. Now, I know people who are, who, who would disagree with me politically and wouldn't be with me on this, on, on a lot of the issues I'm taking, even in this article, that wouldn't even want to call uh, President Trump a racist they would say, hey, he's just ignorant, he's a troll, and I'm, I'm, I'm prone to agree with them on some of those statements. But, you know, man, it, the issue is he voted for Trump. And how does that betray black people? I, 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 you know, I don't know. Continue on. He told his trustees to uphold the slave slaveholder from whom his college is named. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... He didn't want to uh, change the name. That, that's fine. I, I don't, yeah. Anyways, he hijacked their affirmation meeting of the Baptist faith and message, turning it into a conservative resurgence revival. And all that, he never, he, he can never be criticized within his ranks. That's the good old boys club. That's the old SBC. <laughs> to be clear, SBC has some long-standing, credible black pastors in its tribe. And I don't mean the kind who are tokens or assimilators. Their seminaries have hosted outstanding guests, faculty, and chapel speakers outside of their norm. This is why I felt it's safe to forge an alliance. So he's saying, hey, you know, that's why he stayed so long and um, even partnered with the SBC. But there are others who sit close to power within the SBC and who are silent against the racism that plagues their own congregations. Now. Uh, Charlie Dates, what, what church is promoting racism? Oh, they voted for Trump. Oh, okay. Oh, they, they reject critical race theory. Oh, okay. They're racist. You, you know what I mean? It's this redefinition of racism. And let's be honest. <laughs> it's not like changing anything will uh, 
make you believe that they aren't racist because if you bought into the critical race theory definition of racism, the new racism, they have power and privilege as white men, you know, quote unquote, as you believe. So if you bought into that definition, it, there's nothing they can really do to escape this racism as long as they have this power and privilege, you know, and they're the majority. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want you guys to understand, just in case you're thinking like, wow, there's some SBCs out here, churches just, just promoting racism. Well, their redefinition of racism, you got to understand that. Continue on. They are ready to see their young adopt the very vestiges of hate that enslaved us in the name of God's authoritative work. Charlie Dates, stop lying. No one wants to see slavery in the church. Show me one person promoting that ideology and saying, yeah, in the SBC, yeah, I want that. I think that was a good time. He can't find anyone. Not, not a Christian pastor in the SBC. He says they are ready to send their young students to the very seminaries that are both vestiges, vestiges of racial animus and also the place where the harmful attitudes are perpetuated. <sighs> wow. Just the language, man. But I like this next statement. I can't speak for them. I think he's speaking about uh, uh, the black men in there or, or I think he's talking about the SBC leaders. Yeah. He says, I can't speak for them, although he has. Although he's going to, and then he has it all throughout this article. <laughs> he says, I imagine they provide cover for the SBC leadership to further alienate black and brown Christians who do not ascribe to their heritage of dangerous conservatism. conservatism. That's their choice. I, yeah, now that I read, I think he's speaking about uh, the black Christians who still stay in there. Yeah, but let's be honest. You think less of them for staying. As for me and the Progressive Baptist Church, I keep hearing the words of Harriet Tubman. We out. <laughs> so, hey, so long, SBC. We out. We leaving, y'all bunch of racist white people. Wow. I mean, imagine just being broad bust. Imagine being in the SBC. You've been faithful, loving Charlie Dates' family and, uh, you know, serving him under his leadership and, and you know, um, you know, him just broad brushing the SBC and saying, well, you're a racist because you, you don't affirm, you don't, you rejected critical race theory. <laughs> wow. The hard reality of the summaries, seminaries president's statement is that black people will never gain full equality in the Southern Baptist Convention because they, because they rejected critical race theory. You believe that? What? How was that even, how do those two statements fit together? Well, continuing on, my acknowledgement of this is not a statement of submission, but an act of defiance. The SBC's power structure wants to maintain white dominance. They are happy to have a black chapel speaker, the occasional conservative black professor whose classes are not taken seriously, or a black employee who never bucks against the notions of superiority. <laughs> I mean, man, you can just tell how he thinks of, how Charlie Dates just thinks of just the white, white people in the SBC. I mean, wow, man. 
And yet our departure is not enough. If you sense the malaise around Christian denominations, then you already yearn for a new vision and new standard. None of our denominations, black or white, are as relevant and biblically prophetic as our present age requires. Almost ending this article, guys. He says, they are, they are to us what the Electoral College is to the United States, a body that no longer produces what it originally promised. Very political there. Last paragraph. He says, I respect the importance of Christian denominations, the accountability and resources they provide for the larger body. So I propose to you that we need a new organiz organism, not led in full by white men, Right, because we know that's evil. We can't have that. God forbid we have people who are qualified and not based on the color of their skin, but I mean, look, if we have, and let me interrupt the article to say this. If who cares what skin color they are if these men are qualified? Now, if you want to get on, if these men are qualified, that's a whole nother issue. Now, hey, I can get behind you if you want to make a biblical argument for that. But come on. The issue, and, and this is what I said before, the issue is, is that they're white. This is just fluff. Everything in this article is just a reason to leave the SBC. From, from, just from me standing on the outside, man, making my own analysis. He says, you know, we need a new organism not led in full by white men. A Christian collective that makes room for the essentials of the faith and the diversity of the church. Diversity is not just in skin color. Like, oh man, that's, that's a whole bunch, a whole bunch there. Because you guys are the one promoting um, segregation in the church. And you guys are not going to be diverse there. In this new organism, which I guarantee will probably majority be black. A robust engine that finances the impoverished sides of the church, speaks justice courageously to the government, and cares gently for the oppressed, black people, <clears throat> marginalized, and women. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all, man, this is, this, is, this is dangerous stuff happening but you know what leave I, and let me say this as a person who's i'm not in the sbc i'm not southern baptist so this isn't speaking primarily to me as, as, from that but i do see this as dangerous because of the ideology that comes along with it and so hey if i was white in the sbc i'd say good riddance because we're not going to affirm critical race theory if that's what you think this is supposed to like scare us into. Uh, <laughs> so they're leaving because they're not going to affirm critical race theory. I just, I guys, I, I want you to hear that. I want you to see that's the reason why that was the final straw why he left. He said that. Oh boy, oh boy. All right, let's let's get into this next article. This was written eight days later. Eight days later after that, wow. Where I Stand on the SBC by, or, sorry, Where I Stand on the Statement by SBC Seminary Presidents 
This was on December 16, 2020. This is Ralph West, Dr. Ralph West. He pastors a church in Houston. If I didn't say it, um, Dr. Charlie Dates pastors a church in Chicago. So, at least, I'll, I'll say this, at least Ralph West tried to give some scripture. But <laughs> we're going to see his, uh, his, his exegesis. I'll be, I'll be fair. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of a sight to the blind, to let their oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Luke 4, 18 through 19. He said, I think we would all agree this scripture is a summation of the work and mission of Jesus Christ. Jesus preached good news to the impoverished, the economically maligned. Jesus proclaimed freedom to help to those held captive. Jesus declared the bind would see, the oppressed would be released. He declared God's favor had entered into human history. As Jesus witnesses, we share his burden. I say we, but there are some concerns about whether or not the recent statement by the presidents of the six Southern Baptist seminaries hinders them from sharing in this burden. So because they reject critical race theory, apparently they do not really share in this burden in Luke 4, 18 through 19. To be sure, listen to this, I do not offer a full-throated affirmation of all of the tenets of critical race theory and conceptions of intersectionality. I am fully aware these are secular theories rooted in notions that, su su that suggest solutions are wholly secular. I know Christ is the answer to the world and all of its ills. Of this, I have no doubt. I'll read this before I give a commentary on that. But I take issue with the assertion such theories are incompatible with the gospel. As their brother in Christ, as an African-American Christian, as a pastor in the Lord's church, I stand against this assessment. I strongly agree with the seminary's presidents. Now, I was tracking with him right here in this paragraph, you know, because <laughs> it sounds like he's saying it's incompatible. With the gospel, right? He says that he re he rejects these solutions, but then here he says, "I take issue with such assertions that such theories are incompatible with the gospel." It's it's double talk to me. And if <laughs> you know, I would be curious to see which, and and I'm pretty sure I know which ones, uh, which objections to critical race theory are biblical. Because I would grant they're not. And just because you find some some true thing, like let's say you say, okay, let's say you say, look, okay, critical race theory as a whole is unbiblical, but this part is biblical. Let's say you find that. That doesn't that doesn't mean you say embrace, say that critical race theory isn't incompatible. Just because you find some true things in Arianism, Arian Arianism believed that Jesus was a man, but they rejected the deity of Christ. We don't say, well, Arianism had some aspects of its uh, ideology and theology that are true. No, because that one part isn't all of Arianism. We, we got to take the whole of this ideology, this philosophy. I want to show you guys what I, uh, something I tweeted today. Hey, if you're not following me on Twitter, uh, please do right here at KDubTrue. Check me out, man. Um, let me... Uh, Man, it's kind of kind of slow, slow. Okay, so I say here, this was I tweeted this yesterday. I said 
So the final straw for two black pastors was the SBC's rejection of drum of drum roll, please. Right again, <laughs> CRT, critical race theory. And you want me to believe they and others don't affirm critical race theory? I do think these guys. I don't think they're being as honest because this. The SB comes out and says, hey, they reject critical race theory. And you say, hey, well, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm, I, that makes me ponder, man. Do you, I think you affirm it. Uh, my next tweet. Imagine me leaving a church because they rejected Arianism. So a church says, look, we stand against Arianism. And I respond, you know, well, I leave the church because they, they say, look, we reject it. And I respond, I leave the church. And I say, oh, but I don't affirm Arianism. Would you believe that I really rejected Arianism? If that's my reason for leaving, I, I wouldn't. Oh, sorry, wrong article. I wouldn't. Continuing on with the article, I am certain as to why these men found it necessary even to associate their affirmation of the 2000 base. Baptist faith and message with the rejection of critical race theory. Uh, because critical race theory is coming in many churches today. And it's an ungodly, unbiblical theory. Thankfully, they did. Continuing on. One would expect with their sincere rejection of racism, they would speak to instances of it in our culture. That's because you guys can find racism under every rock. Every tree, every blade of grass. I mean, they would stand against our president's attempts to maintain the names of Confederate generals on monuments and military bases. So, so basically, if you're not wanting to destroy uh, monuments and, and 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 things like this, statues, and you know, then hey, you're promoting racism. <laughs> One would expect they would stand against the rise of anti-Semitism and racism seen in groups like the Proud Boys. They would stand against police violence against black body, black bodies, and stand in solitary with the black community, as if they are all in agreement. They would call the names of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmad Arbery. They have not done that. Even the distinction in all those names are, are quite interesting, um, but that's not the point of this show. So I'm, I'm not going to get in, into that because, like I said, that could bring us down a whole rabbit trail of, of other issues, but. It's pretty much if they don't stand against the Black, matter, Black Lives Matter ideology and, and, you know, if they're not always calling out and virtually signaling and, and saying, hey, racism is wrong, then they don't really stand with black people. Notice this. Nick, listen to this next statement. Their stand against racism rings hollow when in their next breath they reject theories that have been helpful in framing the problem of racism. So... There we go. We have two black pastors that say critical race theory is actually helpful in framing the problem of racism. Notice, but, but so racism is sin, watch, right? Are these systems spiritual and on par with biblical texts? Absolutely not. Well, if this theory is saying that it can frame and help the problem of be helpful in framing the problem of racism, then surely we see this as a biblical solution, unless you believe a the biblical, you know, framing of the problem of racism uh, or, you know, sin <laughs> uh, can't be found in the Bible, which means the Bible is insufficient in some areas 
in addressing sin. And, and then that kind of will leave, okay, so what else is it insufficient in addressing sin on? But you admit it's not a biblical, you know, system. But the church should follow its ideology. You are placing this on the burden of the, the church. You must believe this. And if you're not, then you're a racist. But can one, so he continues on, so but can one secular theory helpful in human flourishing be named that is not also equally lacking? One can look at economic theories, social theories, etc., enlightenment. Conceptions have been upheld despite having no root in the Bible because they still offer us some value. Well, I, I would argue that many of the, so like if you look at economic theories, um, there are economic theories that aren't explicitly like uh, formulated in the Bible, but you do have roots and themes. But let, let's, let's say for argument it isn't. People aren't putting that on the burdens of people in the church and saying, you must do this as it, you guys are. That, that's, that's the difference. I mean, you're leaving the SBC because of their rejection of this ideology. You admit that isn't even biblical. That it isn't even rooted in the Bible. Come on, man. Continue on. And yet, in this time, these men choose to castigate a framework that points out a truth that cannot be denied. Wow. This is this. This is a capital T truth. This is infallible truth here. We, uh, American history has been tainted with racism. America codified it. And more, our public and private institutions propagated it. Now, I always think it's because because what he means is white people. These guys, man, they want to they want to just man take take black people out like like they've never committed the sin of race and that's and that's because they redefine racism as power and privilege. Blacks don't have power and privilege, therefore they can't be racist. Man, I, I just can't imagine someone who's who would excuse sin like that. But let me continue. Even in a time when laws were passed in this country to overturn the legalization of racism. America truly did not atone for it. No steps were taken, not in the 1870s nor the 1970s, to say to black people America was sorry. No recompense was given to the formerly enslaved, their immediate descendants, or to the victims of Jim Crowism. No apologies, no recognition of harm, nothing. So it seems like the, the no recompense part is talking about rec reparations, which I have videos on that. If you like to watch why I do not believe recomp uh, reparations is a biblical um, concept. But here he says, OK, laws were passed, but nobody was saying they were sorry. I mean, it wouldn't the legal legal uh, the overturning of laws. Wouldn't that be action of I'm sorry and, and things like that? Like what, what? What? What more do you want, man? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? People coming to you personally saying they're sorry for what their ancestors may have did. Come on, man! Don't don't be a child. What are you going to say sorry for what your great grandfather may have done? You know, you, you reframe the argument that way. It was like, well, you know, I didn't do it exactly. It was not until the 90s that the SBC apologized for, their, for the wrong done. The House of Representatives did so in 2008. 
And all this time, do you believe with this rampant resistance to repentance? See, look at this. Look at this, man. You guys were, you know, white people, man, you, you guys were rampantly resistant to repentance. <laughs> he said, you think that makes something, that somehow uh, makes things automatically or better? Well, yes, voting rights were given and civil rights were established. Yes, redlining was disrupted. Social moods uh, shifted slightly. <laughs> slightly, wow. Um, I would say greatly. Uh, but repentance still was lacking. There was still a lack of acknowledgement of the harms done. Uh, I, I think many people have acknowledged the harms of uh, slavery in America. I think many people have done that. But like this, I don't know anyone saying, nah, it was a good idea. As Christian mentors and theologians, these six men are aware that where there is no repentance, especially for a long time, worse things can happen. He quotes Matthew 12, 43 through 45. We're going to look at that in a second. He says, the Bible requires wrongs to be righted. How can you right the wrong of slavery? I know his name is reparations. Okay. <laughs> reparations isn't a biblical concept because it actually requires you to do the wrong. And these men did not commit it. These six men had nothing to do with slavery. So repentance requires that you've actually committed a sin. You don't, you don't want them to repent for the sin they've committed because they didn't commit the sin. Oh, boy. Just, just, just Bible 101, man. Let's look at Matthew 12, 43, 45. It says, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, but finds none. Then says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and brings it with, brings it with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So it also be with this evil generation. So I, I guess... This is symbolic of white people, you know, that white people have an unclean spirit in them. You know, these seminaries have unclean spirits. Wow, so racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, so continuing on. No real sustained and meaningful attempt. I mean, he just said that there was. He, he I mean, talked about voting rights, civil rights, redlining disrupted. All this, all these things were attempts to right the wrong of the past. He says, no, there hasn't been. He says, so when social theorists find, hold on, let me, let me place that word into this. So when secular social theories find in this country a racist undercurrent, they do not see it for nothing. We don't need to get our ideology from secular social uh, theorists, I would say that, as Christians. And, and place it in the church that people are obligated to believe. He says, as Christians, we know what they do not. That sin has been reigning and has been, has obfuscated, obfuscated our vision to obey the second great commandment, to love our neighbor. We cannot love our neighbor as ourselves because we, like the lawyer, are saying smugly, who is my neighbor? In this country for many years, black people have not been our neighbors. Therefore, love, respect, and acceptance have not been necessary. No one's saying this. No one's acting this way. I mean, like I said, I'm not SBC. 
but the SBC isn't doing this. This is a bold-faced lie. I know many seminaries that right now, on the sole basis of being black, you get a 50% discount. But, you know, it ain't doing nothing for black people. As it pertains to the gospel, we believe Christ has died for our sins, was buried, and was bodily raised on the third, third day. He lives forevermore. He reigns over all things in heaven and earth. He sits at the right hand of God. He will come back to judge the living and the dead in righteousness, Acts 17.31. And only through him can one eternal, eternal life. Amen. How is this truth at all dismissed by anything claimed in critical race theory or intersectionality? You have to ask that question. How critical race theory undermines what you just said above? Well, like I said earlier, it destroys the peace that this gospel has produced. There is no peace in critical race theory. There's no unity. Theorists within both frameworks, we can be assured, deny various aspects of the truth of the gospel, but so did Thomas Jefferson. So he was an Epicurean. And yet, SBC seminary presidents all boldly proclaim all men are created equal. That's because that is a biblical truth. You admit it that critical race theory is not an ideology derived from scripture. But though Thomas Jefferson was an Epicurean, all men are created equal is a biblical statement. That's the difference. That's the difference. You've already admitted that critical race theory is not a system derived from scripture. You've just, you, you, you've just exposed yourself right here. They say it's because it truly aligns with the fact that Jesus as Lord reigns over a creation made in the image of God. But you cannot at the same time condemn system of thought like critical race theory and intersectionality for enlightenment us to the realities of wrong to the tarnished the imago day. So are you saying, Dr. Ralph West, that the doctrine of the imago day and critical race theory are the same? Are, 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 I wouldn't even say that the same. They're both revelatory truths, meaning derived from scripture. I would say you would not say that because you just said critical race theory isn't a biblical system. So this argument you just made, it actually contradicts your point. And it proves the point like I'm saying. Yes, all truth is God's truth. But that truth is revealed in scripture for what the church is to believe in the practice, for faith and practice. Oh man, let me calm my breath. Let me calm down. <laughs> If Jesus reigns in righteousness and Jefferson, though a denier of the faith, made statements in agreement with that righteousness, then we are justified to repeat them. Jefferson claims that claims were in response to the injustice done to the colonists in the context of an imperial framework. What difference is there in pointing out the flaws of the American system that have for most of the existence and most of the 20th century justified injustice towards people of color? Just address that. Continue on. My Dear brothers, my dear brothers, bias is apparent to all of us. Instead of reaching out to fellow brothers and sisters who live with the reality of racism and formulating their views, these six men took it upon themselves to dictate how we should think about racism. Yeah, because they, they came from 
a biblical framework. So that, like like uh, Dr. Dates, there's a, there's well, there's one of his issues. He he didn't console a black person. Saying they condemn all racism makes them, in fact, no difference than the Supreme Court that ruled in Plessy v. Ferguson that all are equal while still being separate. You cannot claim to uphold equality without attacking the various systems undermining it. And he wants me to believe that he uh, done a firm critical race theory. The Supreme Court also thought they believed in fairness and justice. A general, a general condemnation of racism isn't insufficient in a time where there are specific instances of us that go unaddressed. These men have covered their eyes and ears from seeing the faces and hearing the voices of those who know the truth. And thus these men have given away their authority to speak on these matters. So let, me, let me go to a section of this, of what the, uh, you know, some people said that um, the SBC uh, article, uh, I want you to uh, read what was said here. So yeah, they said that critical race is incompatible with the uh, Baptist faith and message, but they said, look, look at this clear denial of racism. We stand together on the historic Southern Baptist condemnation of racism in any form. And we also declare that affirmation of critical race theory intersectionally any version of critical race theory is incompatible with the Baptist faith and message. Amen. Like I said, I don't agree with everything that comes out of the SBC. Like I said, there's any form and fashion. But he said they gave a very, uh, what do you say, a general condemnation. <laughs> that seems very specific. I am their colleague and member of the Southern Baptist family while spending many years in affiliation with and in service at Baylor University. I still maintain a strong connection to the SBC. I have even uh, recently returned to Southwest to pursue a PhD because of my desire to see Southwest and expand to its former state. When I come home, came back home to Southwest, I even encouraged other ministers to do the same. I took President Adam Greenway's invitation to return as a statement of good faith that the seminary wanted to welcome me and many other black ministers to contribute to its legacy, although they're racist, right? <laughs> the statement on critical race theory and intersexuality has soiled that good faith. Wow. <laughs> I cannot maintain my affiliation any longer and therefore am drawing, withdrawing there from Southwestern Seminary, nor will I associate with the SBC any longer. Not because they have violated some, some biblical, uh, some doctrine that is derived from scripture, because they don't hold to this uh, secular uh, theory that, you know, it isn't biblical, but that's why I'm leaving. Wow. In future, my present, my primary seminary affiliation will, will be with Baylor's University, uh, George W. Truett's Theological Seminary. They have been an affiliated faculty member since 2008. Truett Seminary courageously continues to diversify, which probably means they are affirming critical race theory. <laughs> Truett boldly engages with the crucial issues concerning students, faculty of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what the SBC's seminary presidents have done has brought division and confusion to the body of Christ. So if you do not affirm, if you reject critical race theory, you are actually bringing division and confusion to the body of Christ. The very thing that critical race theory does, it divides men into classes of oppressed and oppressor. Even if you don't fit neatly in that box of oppressed or oppressor, can't escape this. Critical race theory is one of the most divisive ideologies 
I know of. What a statement. Who, what would cause a man to say that if he doesn't already buy into critical race theory? Notice what he says. They must repent and seek reconciliation with those who can properly inform them of the wrong they have done. Wow. There is no reconciliation in critical race theory. But notice what he's offering. You need to, you need to be informed by people who can inform you. They must ask the Lord to open their hearts to hear the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how Jesus reign truly should impact our society. Even though it's found nowhere in Bible as you openly admit it. How can you say these words? <laughs> I'm back, y'all. How can you say these words? Critical race theory is unbiblical and should be rejected by everyone who claims to believe the Bible is the word of God. <laughs> Man, my, my, my heart is heavy sometimes. Me and my wife were talking about this today. You know, I was reading this to my wife and it's like, wow. Man, this is what, this brings great division in the church. Before this was in the church, the church was largely uh, unified in doctrine and practices. You know, that, you know, hold me loosely to that statement, but we agreed on the gospel and 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 uh, stuff like that. Ten years ago, um, we all would have rejected this in the church. You know, uh, reformed churches at large would have rejected this ideology. Now it's actually a token if you're not if you're racist or not. If you truly believe the gospel is if you affirm critical race theory as that was just stated. Oh, man. Guys, man, we, we need to be praying for the church because the church is under attack. It's under siege by an ideology that's not even derived from scripture. Pray for the church, guys. Man, I hope this video was helpful. Uh, share it out. Like it. Leave a comment. Email me if you have any questions for me. Um, yeah, man, just be praying for the body, man. I hope this video was helpful. Hey, guys, the next episode, grace and peace.